So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the day Roger first publishes famous thesaurus. Then on Tuesday, we say happy birthday, Mr. Potato Head. On Wednesday, the extraordinary stories of the child soldiers who fought in the American Civil War. On Thursday, how King James changed the word of God. And on Friday, what did spam emails look like in 1978? We discuss this and more on Today in History with the retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the only F1 podcast that will pee in your seat. I can do worse. <laughs> Welcome to Help. For F- You okay? I'm stuck on my side. Can someone help <laughs> no. me? Jensen. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that is absolutely not favouriting one presenter over another. Terry, do you want my beer? Yeah. I've been told I have to give it to you by the producer. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that wishes it has skipped Monaco and gone to Indy. Yeah, I mean, for all those McLaren staff that are in Indy, more fun. I'm Chica Ayers, and today from the Southwark Tavern in London Bridge, we're going to talk about the 2017 Monaco Grand Prix. We'll talk about Button's return and the fact that he is now left with his tail between his legs. We'll talk about Pascal Verlein wedged in the tyre barrier, why everyone got very bored and just waited for Indy to start. Yes, it's the tax-free, very expensive fun of Monte Carlo and all its fucking pointlessness. That's all to come. With me is a man who has been hosting a global motorsport party. It's Phil Tromans. Thanks very much, Chica. I mean, you guys might not know, but uh, the place to be this weekend was not Monaco, was not Indianapolis. It was Haywards Heath, where one of the swankiest events on the global motorsport calendar took place with such esteemed guests as, well, you two. Former world champion, Terry Saunders. (laughs) And Rookie of the Year, Chica Ayres. Always a yeah, rookie. I mean, you guys know what I've been doing this week because you came round and we watched the race together. We for did. For the first time? Second time. Second time. First time in a private abode. 
Ah, yes. It was fun. Did you guys like, are very reasonable house guests. It was like a really boring episode of Come Dine With Me. I, well, you know, we didn't get to go through his stuff. Oh, like. my God, we should have done... That would have been a great yeah. thing to It was do. good. We had some food, we had some drinks, we watched two major races. Mm. Yep. Terry showed us how to drive. Yeah. We got yep. to see Terry's driving yeah. skills for the first time, which was good when I broke out the PS4 and F1 2016. I got to 12th. <laughs> if no, anybody wants to see the results of that, you can go to our Facebook page. There's a video. It's pretty good. I think you'll learn a lot. I mean, it's, it's not a really exciting watch, if I'm honest with you. This is important because I think this sums up our personalities very well. We all did a lap round Monaco on the PlayStation. <laughs> Phil, let's be fair, didn't do very well. Came 20th. but <laughs> He got did round, a lot better than us. Got round the whole five lap race. I've not played it in about kind six of, months. Yeah, I was quite exactly. drunk. Making excuses like, I've not played it, I'm a bit drunk. <laughs> and yeah, managed to get around the track. Typical button without cra- Yeah, without crashing and getting around five laps. Me, thinking, this will be easy, goes in, the car's destroyed at the second corner, and then Chica goes around at, like, four miles an hour, the whole track going, do-do-do. She got lapped on, like, the seventh corner of the first lap. So, yeah, that is who we are. And alongside him is a man who has been to the zoo. It's Terry Saunders. I got a heat stroke at the zoo, and so I... Climbed into the gorilla enclosure. No, I didn't. Um, I went to my mum, visited. She hadn't been to the zoo since she was 11. So I said, let's go she to the zoo. She never took you to the zoo as a child. Oh, no. God, God, no. Did you say, let's all go to the zoo? Zoo. I said, let's zoo. both go to the zoo. How about oh, you? Oh, my God. It's 30 quid. And then found a, found a voucher online. <laughs> Tomorrow. <laughs> zoo. <laughs> do, 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 do. It was shit. All the, all the animals. It was a really hot day. All the animals were taking shade. And I didn't have any shade. I got heat stroke. <laughs> Good story. So, Chica, uh, <laughs> what have you been up to? Well, as your stories are quite rock and roll, you know. Damn right. I uh, I want to give you another celebrity. Oh God. Celebrity meeting. Okay. Oh, you've got so, so many of these celebrity things. So you met Harry Styles last week and Paul Weller. Yeah. And Paul Weller. Like my shoes. Is it one that we don't know or no, you that know we're just this supposed person. to? You know, I'm going to tell you because you know Matt's telling us to hurry up. On Radio Two on Saturday afternoon was. Susie Perry. Ah, the her of herself. the astoundingly boring IndyCar yes, intro. Yes, but I didn't know how boring it was then. Why didn't you and tell her to... Anyway, I was really, really starstruck. I was working on the show before her. No, after her. And anyway, irrelevant. It's those kind of skills that, is, that, that puts you uh, indispensable uh, at the BBC. Exactly. I know what, what I'm working on and when it is. And um, so I went into the, uh, the studio. And so there was a pane of glass between me and her. And uh, I was there just gawping, you know, like, oh, my God. The studio manager put through to the studio. He said, this is Chica. She's a huge fan of yours. I obviously went bright red. And uh, Susie went, she looks like my friend. How good is that? We're like that. Tight. Yeah, that would have been good until we saw her punditry and and hosting of the IndyCar yeah, stuff on BT Sport like which you disowned your new friend appalling but hey if you want to find out our real views on that <laughs> listen to our For IndyCar's Sake podcast yes which should have downloaded at the same time as this one I think is that right probably yeah that yeah. is right we're getting the knob just wait it's already on your eye based device or an Android device whatever if you're an idiot so let's start as we do every time. It is Listener's Corner. Mike Greenhouse says, Monaco was shit as usual. Honda was shit as usual. And there really isn't much else to say. Uh, thanks, Mike. Every year, you get all the pageantry of Monaco. The glamour, the glitz, the helicopter, the harbour, the boats, everything. And the race is always just fucking interminable. And this year was no different. 
Yeah. Why do we why do we bother with Monaco? Tradition, isn't it? Ben Turnbull said, I have lost a bit of respect for Jensen, to be honest. He waited 66 laps before packing it in and going for a beer. I would have expected better. Let's just say, for Jensen coming in for his definite last race after, you know, retiring, a bit of a wishy-washy retiring, and then I mean, coming yeah. back and going, I've not really missed it, this is it, I'm just having a bit of a giggle. I've never liked him that much. <laughs> I never like anyone. As I, as I think I've stated before, he's three days younger than me and it hurts. But he got an, am- an amazing bit of TV coverage. This is Liberty Media at their best. Before he was going out for the race from the pit stop, they had Fernando Alonso on the line from the Indy wishing him luck and saying, good luck, look after my car. And Jensen Button said, I'm going to piss in the seat, which is just hilarious. Yeah. Brilliant. Really and suddenly, good. all the years of hatred I had for Jensen disappeared and I thought you know what I like this guy and then he <laughs> stashed my favourite driver Pascal Berline onto his side into the water made him stuck there and just was a prick on, on the plus side at least this is definitely the last time we're going to see Jensen he was only here this weekend to fill in for Fernando Alonso and I think the chances of Fernando Alonso not wanting to drive again are going to be going to be pretty minimal and, and also he got three penalty points so he doesn't really want to start a race with those well yeah if, if he does come back he's immediately got a three place grid penalty <laughs> which is good Scott Crawford said I bought my British GP tickets this week watched Monaco and the nagging doubts returned I watched Indy and they swamped me there aren't enough State of F1s to solve all the problems I'm trying Scott I'm trying I'm, I'm on a quota of State of F1s but you know maybe you shouldn't have bought those tickets you could have spent <laughs> that money on like a shed or something I mean just to in pl- fact British Grand Prix tickets you could have bought a fucking house in London with the cost you spend on a British Grand Prix. Do you know how much it costs for a British Grand Prix ticket? Three point four million pounds. Oh, you've gone. You, you went high. You can buy a house you in London high. for four hundred thousand pounds. I mean, I'm a better studio flat. I mean, maybe in like the arse end of Hayward's Heath. Oh, oh. Hayward's Heath oh. isn't in London. It's not like Rygate. Rygate is in the London area. <laughs> it's a little IndyCar joke there. Listen to the other podcast that you'll hear that joke. I mean, speaking really of, speaking of uh, IndyCar and what a segue and our other podcast that should be on your device right now, we do talk a little bit about the differences between IndyCar and F1, and it has it has shown that there are quite a lot of problems with F1. It's definitely getting better, but it's I mean, what can, brighten, what can we do to brighten what can we do to brighten Monaco up? Because Terry's here to sort it out. I will, I'm always here to sort it out. If I I'm going, to, I'm going to tease a state of F1 that's coming oh, in wow. a few races. We're turning into ITV. Next time there's a state of F1 that I can't think of, I've got one in the bag that I'm going to write now, which is I have realised that quite a lot of my previous recommendations of state of F1s have been taken up by Liberty, which either means I'm a very sensible person who's made some rational decisions or Doesn't they listen likely. to the podcast. I think the latter is much more likely. Mm, yes. Definitely. And Mike Sibley said, I treat Monaco as my weekend off F1. I went out for the day and watched it in the evening, having recorded it. Yes, it's a spectacle, but apart from Verline trying to reach the sea head first, it was, as always, a professional snooze fest. Let's not blame Verline for this, right? He no, was... He, no, he's complimenting him. He said he added the only excitement there. Yeah, but that was not... He, Verline didn't go, oh, buttons behind me, I'd quite like a swim, right? <laughs> We're going to talk about this. Let's ignore that car was resting on its side, on its two tyres, right? Vertical. I have never seen in all my years of Formula One a car exactly vertical. And then this pathetic, I mean, lovable because he's so nice, but Pascal just kind of going, uh, I'm okay. Are you okay, okay, Pascal? I'd be better if I could get out of the car. (laughs) I'm stuck. (laughs) Help. (laughs) Help. 
You were again. We were watching this together. You went a bit quiet when that happened. Were you? Were you a bit worried for? Is Paul fucking neck? This is the one guy, right, in the whole grid who's got a neck injury and, you know, he's very sexy. And (laughs) I don't want this kind of feeling of, you know, I felt bad because what if Jensen Button, who I hate again, what if he had hurt his precious neck? That would have been inconscionable. It was a a pretty spectacular accident, or at least it was until we watched Indy about two hours later Mm. when suddenly... (laughs) Scott yeah, Dixon's right. accident makes Fairlines look like an Scott unfortunate Dixon little fl- shopping trolley incident. Yeah, Scott Dixon flying through the air ten times is a bit different to, oh, 90 degrees. <laughs> uh, back again. I've fallen and I can't get up. Yeah. It is the equivalent of going, oh, I just just stubbed my toe. It's Hans Molman in The Simpsons going, well, down I go. Yeah, it's, but you know, good. Uh, I, I was running for the oven because we had a rule that we weren't allowed to have any pizza until this, we had the first safety car. Oh, God, which yeah, we were starving, weren't we? That was a mistake. Laps. Fucking hell, yeah. I mean, if there was one race where you could have thought there'll be a safety car within the first 10 laps, exactly. it's Monaco. It took blooming ages. Stupid. I know, so I don't really pay that much so attention. So thanks, Bun. Uh, maybe you should be back in our good books again because he basically gave us pizza. I did send him a quick text. <laughs> hey, JB, hungry, hashtag pizza. Good. Tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet us at for f one sake, or you can find us on Facebook where we're FF1S or you can email us at wrong at FF1S.com. Right, let's go back to the Monaco Grand Prix and we'll go through the teams, starting with Ferrari. First of all, no messing around, it was fixed. Raikkonen was robbed of his victory. Fucking Italian. Oh! But for the first time ever, it meant that Raikkonen's face fitted the situation on the podium. Now, does that mean that Ferrari are favouring Vettel over Raikkonen? Yes. On the face fit, I would say that it looked like Ferrari basically gave this to Vettel. It was a bit weird, but based on how well Vettel's been doing this season versus how well Raikkonen's been doing this season apart from this weekend pretty understandable so you're, you say it's just justifiable well I wouldn't go as far as say I like it but I, would, I could see why they were doing it Raikkonen was winning but he was getting a bit slow and he was sort of Vettel was keeping up with him quite nicely to be honest I was so hungry at this point <laughs> I can't remember I just no it, it got to the point where they, they brought Raikkonen in much earlier than anyone thought they were going to bring him in like about five laps earlier which gave Vettel loads of time to bang in a load of fast laps and then when Fettel finally came in, he came out ahead. And Raikkonen on the podium was even more grumpy than he normally is and seems to have taken this very badly. But Vettel was faster. Yeah, no, so. absolutely he was. He was, and he has been all season. Mm. Okay, Raikkonen had done very well this weekend. He was, his pole lap was brilliant. But, but, I mean, you know, I can kind of see why he'd be a bit cheesed off and maybe he was sort of given up towards the end because it's not like he was stuck behind Vettel for the rest of the race he was 10 seconds down the road or something by the end of it wasn't he or something like that my take on this is that Ferrari have had a meeting and gone right Vettel is obviously our number one chance for the championship this year Raikkonen's got the the pole position in that well done Kimi but frankly we need Sebastian to win so who in the room votes against making Sebastian win no one okay great 
and they didn't realise that Raikkonen wasn't in the room at that time. He was having an ice cream somewhere. It feels like the most <laughs> obvious thing that he's going to lose a race, and like no one told him. And then, <laughs> so when he comes out of the pit stops, and he's pissed off, and he's on the podium looking all pissed off. And I've got to say, we always talk about how, or the whole Formula One press and fans talk about how Kimi Raikkonen is grumpy, he's the ice man, he never shows any emotion. You and would I be say, though after that. Yeah, but I say this isn't what happened. He normally shows no emotion. He was showing emotion on that podium. He was furious, mm. right? Yeah. He looked pissed off to fuck. He did, but... But at the same time... Clearly, they're going to get a Sebastian to win. This is Ferrari. Yeah, and this is Alonso is faster than you. This is Rubens. Move the fuck over, you prick. This is I, Ferrari. I, I have some more sympathy for, for Raikkonen. And I do have a bit of sympathy for Raikkonen. But, you know, if I'd have been in a position and was capable of doing it, surely you'd show your displeasure by basically just being all over the back of Vettel for the rest of the race. Not dropping 10, 10 seconds down the road and thus justifying Ferrari's decision. Those seven points are very important, isn't it? Seven points. Especially when Hamilton is, you know, he finished seventh. So, yeah. you know, that, that is, you know, Sebastian's the lead of the uh, championship. And yeah. that's extending in the lead. Kimi is not going to win this year's championship. No. Unless there's some kind of crash where Vettel and Hamilton die oh, oh god no. wow is that where I went that's where that's the went. best I could think of I can kind of see why Kimi's pissed <laughs> off but honestly I can see why Ferrari did it and I don't really have an issue with it because Raikkonen is not fast enough Mercedes then so if it was any other team then I'd say it was a good race Hamilton going from 14th to 7th in Monaco um, and Bottas held off Verstappen but it's Mercedes and they've got absolutely no excuses for this why were they so average? because this year they're being challenged and they're not very good at it 14th to 7th at Monaco is actually pretty damn yeah. impressive mm. well done him and Hamilton He's, was relatively chipper at the end of the race yeah, about he it. stayed out longer he did some fast laps it all pit stops it's quite boring to watch but it's very impressive uh, Bottas I mean come on he's the Raikkonen of Mercedes do you know he? what him winning Russia was a fluke and I say this because at Williams he always did well at Russia like he's got some weird affinity with Putin and the Russian track right. and he's good at it but he's not good anywhere else well he came fourth in yeah. the Mercedes well in Monaco it does appear I mean they definitely don't have the dominance that they've had in the last few years and it's a bit of a weird one at Monaco because Monaco is such a weird track it's not like any of the other tracks I'm now quite looking forward to seeing what happens at Canada to see if all the other teams actually have caught up and, and, and certainly in Ferrari's case, overtaken them. Or if this was done? just a little sort of, uh, just didn't work quite so well around Monaco. But they just didn't have the speed all weekend, did they? I mean, Hamilton was unlucky in qualifying, I mean, slightly unlucky in qualifying, but he couldn't... And he couldn't set, he Well, he couldn't get his car set up right. And I've been doing a bit of research on it. And it seems like it's a very complicated thing to do with tyres and the stiffness of the tyres and the stiffness of the cars. And it's boring. way too boring to get into. I might watch but, IndyCar because there's none of that shit. But the general outcome is that, is that we've trimmed Mercedes out. We've really trimmed struggling. Up. We've trimmed in. That's IndyCar. We've trimmed, that's what I want to hear in Formula 1 from now on. How's your car? We've trimmed out. What We're does that mean? Loose. Don't We're getting loose. We're getting loose. We're on the straightaway. <laughs> um, long and short of it is that, that Mercedes weren't particularly quick this weekend. Hamilton fucked up by not putting in a bank lap in Q2 and so he started down the grid so his weekend was ruined before the race mm. even started he's probably pretty chuffed with getting to 7th from he wasn't 14th. chuffed in qualifying there was he? No, he, he wasn't. Was I, think, I think by race Mardi. day he'd just kind of come to come to terms with it. And, and this and, was and, 2008 era, era sulky little bitch Hamilton. <laughs> of like, oh, but, 
Not he was over the it the following day, which a few years ago he wouldn't have been. True, been true. Grumpy he would have taken it. He would have taken by the end of the uh, by the end of the race, the post race interview, he's like, "Yeah, I'm pretty pleased with that. I think I did quite well." And I think he said the the, the immortal phrase, "Ain't nothing but a chicken wing." Which oh, I, maybe Did that's he? a phrase. I don't know. I heard him say that. I don't know what it means, but, but that's what I heard in an interview with with Five Live. He said that. So, uh, so oh. there. Yeah, it is. It, it it ain't nothing but a chicken wing. But yeah, there was that moment where he was just like, uh, "I'm out, aren't I?" And you could always hear the, the engineer going, "Oh, I don't want to tell him he's out." <laughs> like, can you imagine if they then wheeled him into like a virtual reality simulator and went, "It's Q3, Lewis." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you got a grid penalty. It turned into some sort of Mrs. Doubtfire style scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Toto dresses up as Charlie Whiting and the president of Monaco. How can I, they be both in the same pub at the same time? Oh, no. Okay, Red Bull. So the beaming Australian is back, although he did look very awkward on the podium. But we'll talk about that. It was a very good race for them both. And there is going to be updates for Canada. Do you reckon they could be getting closer to Mercedes and Ferrari? Hard to say at this race, but... Before we do that, I actually want to jump off topic for a second. What? Speaking of the podium, <laughs> speaking of the podium, that? that wasn't the Monaco podium. Where's the Monaco podium gone? What was that weird thing? Where, normally, they just run up from the track and there's that little red carpeted area. Yeah, no, and they, now they're they disappearing. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Health and safety? I like the old one. I'm surprised. Oh, all these years, of all the tracks, it's Monaco that can afford to build a fucking podium. They've finally done it. Good on them. Bollocks. Anyway. Right, come on. Back to Red Bull. Yeah, they're all right. They're shit. They're not all right. They're not sh- they weren't shit. They were shit. Better than Mercedes, no. sort of. No, look, held off Bottas, but that's not fucking hard, is it? But he's in a very good car. He's not. He's in a. He's he's in a good car. He's in a modern wide car. And in front, Mercedes. Whatever. I mean, Hamilton was nowhere, so he wasn't part of the exactly. equation. If Hamilton qualifies seventh last year, the man he wouldn't be named would win the race. This year, Hamilton qualifies 14th and Bottas is fucking fourth. Well, the, the but, Red Bulls qualified fourth and fifth. Mm. Well, let's also talk about the fact that Verstappen was brought in early to pay. Oh, yes. like well, this that that was a bit of a Red Bull fuck up, as I read it. So Verstappen was brought in with the idea that they'd have a super quick change and then some stuff would happen. I think they were trying to do an undercut or an overcut or a, Didn't something. Work. Uh, and they tried it with Verstappen first, but then they fucked up the pit stop. It was quite a slow pit stop, and I believe that Verstappen came in slightly wonky to his pit box, and that didn't help matters. So uh, Zanvoort, now are you? So that didn't work. And then Ricardo had, a, had had some clear air and chucked in some quick laps, and then by the time he came in and got back out again, he jumped both Verstappen and Bottas, and that was the end of that. It was the least they could do after last year's fuck up. Yeah, they gave him on the podium for Ricardo, and. You know, Verstappen's been on the podium a couple of for all of us saying that he's been that the Red Bulls have been shit, he's been on the podium a couple of times now. There's been two podiums for Red Bulls this year. I think one for Verstappen and one for Ricardo, isn't it? Or is it two for uh, Ricardo get another one? I don't, oh, I don't God, really we pay should attention know to these one things. That much. God, we should know these facts. Oh, some drivers have been stood up on a step, but they're nowhere. Come on, this isn't the this isn't what we want from Red Bull to be like, oh maybe if all the other cars screw up, we might be alright. They should be up there fighting for the win and they're not. But let's see what happens in Canada. No. All right. Let's not. But I vote we don't have a podcast for Canada because it's pointless. <laughs> what, to, that's just despite Red Bull. Yes. <laughs> Williams then. So Massa did okay, didn't he? Coming in ninth. Well. I mean, it's not great. I think and he'll be celebrating at Grove with that result. More excitingly, Stroll told us that he was going to crash before he crashed, but then he didn't crash. Did Stroll crash? I can't actually remember what happened to no, him. No, he didn't. No. So that's it. He yeah, retired he, though. What happened? He, he was, when the safety car was out, he was there going, the grit's really low, I, I'm just really worried, I think I'm going to crash. 
He basically said, I think I'm going to crash. <laughs> Which to me was like damaged irritation. He's just there going, well, I said I was going to crash. Lowering expectations. And he didn't, he didn't, he didn't crash. And then on like the last lap, they just boxed him because he was nowhere. And oh, that's presumably right. it's one of those engine penalties. I bet they were trying to save money. They just didn't fuel him to the end because they assumed he was going to crash. Yeah. And then he was in danger of actually just running out of fuel. So, so we weren't Ooh. expecting this. <laughs> we've already bring him in. We've already packed up your sleeping bag. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you mean his four-poster bed that he had imported from, like... Fuck this, right? Egypt. I'm not even sure Williams are at the race. Did you see a not Williams? Really, no. Apart from the house, which looks like an old Williams. <laughs> it looks like a BMW Williams, yeah. doesn't it? Now, yeah. But Williams are we'll always get, bad on we'll Monaco, on so we never really see them. Oh, I know. It's just, oh, I mean, they were shit. Depressing. They qualified 15th and 18th. Stroll didn't finish. Massa somehow managed to get into the points. That's it's another good. massively that disappointing good. year for them. For Williams, for, getting for in the points is good. They should be up at the top end. They should be... Yeah. With Ross Williams, yeah. 1994, they they killed one of their drivers. When they when did they last win the championship? 96, Villeneuve, I think, Villeneuve. wasn't it? No, it was Hill. Seven, Villeneuve. No, it seven, yeah, okay, seven, yeah. yeah. Eight, who cares? Facts. We, we don't come <laughs> to this podcast for facts. Yeah. Uh, they won a race Since in, then, in Maldonado. Yeah, they, they've won one race in Maldonado and been shit. But it's okay. We've got McLaren to be the British team that does well. Oh, shit. <laughs> so now we've got Mercedes, who, let's face it, are basically McLaren, right? They've taken Lewis Hamilton, they've <laughs> taken the engines, they've taken a silver colour and gone, do you know what? Fuck McLaren, will be McLaren. They've taken over. Red Bull were Tyrrell before, and now they've Red Bull. We've got nothing. There's nothing to be proud of in Formula 1 anymore, apart from flipping Ferrari. Force Indias. Palmer. Uh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Sauber. So crash of the race goes to Verline on lap 63. As we said, he had that very impressive spin. The Verline button but crash. A spin that was like on a third <laughs> axis. More of a flip. <laughs> Vertical spin. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah. I'm getting Vertical confused spin, in I like the it. 500 now. The Verline button crash proved that wider cars mean that overtaking in Monaco is impossible. Have we agreed this? Is this what we realised from watching this race? It is always impossible. It's impossible. It's if a stupid it's track. even more impossible. Talking to Sauber... Uh, obviously, we've, we've already discussed vertical verline. <laughs> That's good. Isn't it? Yeah, good. Um, but let's not forget that Ericsson span into the wall under the safety car. Oh God, yeah, he did. Yes. That was yeah. oh, that was piss poor. He got less far around that lap than you did on your virtual exactly. lap. Ericsson, even you, you didn't make that mistake. You could overtake the safety car. I think, I think on your virtual lap, it was a Sauber that you crashed into to slow you down for Sandovot. You say that like it's a bad thing, but that is a good way of breaking. <laughs> Using another human being as a buffer. Yeah. <laughs> the Sauber success story fails to continue. Well, let's talk about slightly disappointing Force India. So Perez did get the fastest lap, and which was actually the fastest ever around Monaco, which is really impressive. Yep. But he finished in 13th, so he's out of the points. Ocon crashed in practice, but he never really got to grips with the track. And Perez broke his front wing on lap 16 and had to pit. How pissed off will Force India be? Well, I think really pissed off because one... They've scored points in every race since like 1940 or something. And secondly, Perez hit someone or something like a barrier. His wing was like hanging down and causing sparks. It was another car, wasn't he? He was trying to overtake someone. Yeah, he just caught his wing on it. Exactly. So something happened. He got black flagged. He then. I know you're thinking of Indy. Someone got got black flagged in Indy. Black and orange flagged. Something happened. He got he got told to come in. Yeah. And then. We got came over the radio and was just like, oh, oh, you told me because because he had to change the wing. 
so he was pissed off they had to come in and change his wing then a few laps later they were saying your engine's too hot you've got to slow down and he came on going oh you've made me pick because of safety he's like, he like, he like a UKIP voter he's health and safety gone mad oh just because my wing was falling off and being a danger and now he's telling me to slow down oh fuck off fucking Europe bloody unelected officials yeah. in the FIA <laughs> yeah they will be a bit narked I think they although you could argue they've sort of been riding their luck a little bit by being really successful despite not having a brilliant car. Why yeah. was Ocon so bad then? Well, he t- had an issue He's in too the. Too tall. Ah. Well, he had an issue in. Uh, didn't he bin it in third practice? Did he? Didn't he bin it in third practice? And then he was rushing to try and get out for qualifying and barely made it by the skin of his teeth and didn't get through to the next round. So he was already starting from halfway down the grid. And uh, it just never really got any better for him then. And then Perez yeah. knocked his front wing off and it just. It was a bit of a comedy of errors. So they both came home with points, which is the first time this season. Um, Things did look really good for Magnussen, especially when his team told him to push. Actually, maybe Terry could say it. His team told him to push like an animal. New York, push like an animal. Push like a fucking animal. Push like an animal. You want to push like... (laughs) Sounds like like Yogi Bear. Push like an animal, (laughs) (laughs) boo-boo. Anyway... I wish I hadn't asked now. They scored points in four of the six races so far. I reckon this could be one of the happiest teams after Monaco. What do you reckon? Yeah, they did all right. They nicked Williams' livery from the mid-2000s. They are about exactly the same as their first ever race. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could argue that there's been a bit of a lack of progression. They set a high initial bar, yeah. but then they Too sort of... Too high. St- and, and in, uh, depends <laughs> how you look at it. Yeah, maybe. They've sort of stayed at that bar, mm-hmm. dropped below it a bit, then come back up to it. It would have been controversial, right. but I think in hindsight, correct. Within that first race in Australia last year, they made Grosjean give up a few places at the end, saying, "We're gonna. this is going <laughs> to make it hard for the rest of the season because... We don't want to get his hopes up. Yeah, we're looking too good. We're not this good. Back off a bit. Let Williams buy. I think the board will probably, in terms of their five-year plan when they first set up the team, I think they're probably where they're, maybe a bit ahead of where they'd hoped they'd be. Is that fair to say? It's just boring. And the car, what, hang on, what, no, no, we've got to talk about their livery, haven't they? They changed their livery for this race. Yeah, they got rid of some of the red. And they've got made rid of it some of the even white. more dull. They were like, let's, we need to get better visibility. Let's add more grey. It's the greatest car. It does look like a BMW Williams of the mid 2000s. But let's not forget, they, Haas, 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 exist to sell spanners or something. (laughs) So they're basically a spanner work, spanner of Zaras. That is a a good name for a team. Spanner (laughs) Zaras. Renault. Terry, you said during the race. Palmer should be happy he's not going backwards. That feels too positive for one of my comments. Yeah, I know. I think that's why. I think that's why I remember it. Palmer should be happy. Doesn't sound like. Yeah, I don't want him to be happy. (laughs) (laughs) However, the pride of Great Britain had his best finish of the season, coming home in eleventh, which is insane. He had a comment. I read this comment that he left, and uh, actually, I should probably find. Should I find the official? Fuck it, I can't be asked. He basically (laughs) said it was a really good race. You know, it's really hard to overtake in Monaco. The car felt really good. And I was only one position away from the points. And it's like, do you know what? That's not a good race. You came 11th. I mean, in fairness, he didn't crash. He didn't crash. And he he wasn't last because the two Force Indias were last. But he's still the only driver without points. And it's a bad thing because 
We no were watching way. that race going, we want either Stroll or Palmer to put it into the wall because this race is getting too boring. Yeah, and we and want some pizza. If one of them had put it into the wall, we'd have got pizza. Yeah. But we had to wait till Jensen Button <laughs> fucked up the beloved Pascal Verline. 66 not having laps it. in. 66 laps in. Do you know how much hunger that is? Renault did seem to struggle a bit this this weekend. And stupid Star Wars shit. Did you see that? Oh, I, I, I had a press about? release about that. Star Wars is 40 years old. So Disney's, let's sponsor Disney's the, something or other. Let's sponsor the Renault Formula One team and let's have them both wearing stupid cosplay costumes. Well, they did that with Red Bull a few years ago, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, when Red much Bull cooler. were underdog and it was fun and it was just like, oh, isn't Formula One fun? Now it's just like, oh, it's just like being to a corporate event where the, the, the CEO's <laughs> dressed up with a Stormtrooper helmet. Fuck it. I think Renault will be a bit disappointed this weekend. They qualified pretty low. Hulkenberg was only 12th. Palmer was a good second behind him in qualifying at one point. Hulkenberg's gearbox died. Palmer, okay, finished. Out of the points. Not one to remember. Palmer's rubbish. Toro Rosso. So it was a good race. It was a good race for Sainz, finishing in sixth. And Kvyat's soul was crushed when all of his positive chances were taken out by Perez. It's a weird one because Sainz, in his own words drove the race of his life didn't do a foot wrong and coming sixth in a Toro Rosso mm. is impressive yep. no doubt about six. it yeah. qualified sixth as well don't forget yeah, yeah, qualified yeah, sixth finished sixth damn fine result so you think if you take it as red the, 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 the natural order this year is the two Ferraris two Mercedes whatever order those mm-hmm. four are in and the Red Bulls the best you can finish is another team is seventh yeah. and the fact he qualified sixth on merit and then finished sixth very impressive yep. but at the same time boring as shit <laughs> yeah, nothing interesting happened. What about, how about Perez? What do you think? Who remembers anything about what Perez really did? I was quite drunk by that point. <laughs> yeah, should have probably read some kind of report, but it's definitely Perez's fault because Kvyat is the FF1S Young Sport Driver of the Year. Yep. All right, well, let's move on to McLaren then. Button's glorious return was covered in shit from the start as yet another Honda failure doused him in penalties and he started in the pit lane. An unsafe relief by Sauber put Jensen behind Verline where he sat until deciding to punt him in the harbour. He started by making jokes like he was just out to enjoy himself. Then he came home with three penalties and a ruined car. It was a sign where Liberty are failing because when an ex-world champion comes back for one race to cover for another world champion the idea that an engine chain means he has to start at the back of the grid from qualifying ninth there is no showmanship there is no entertainment there fucking pointless isn't it and he said on Saturday I may as well not bother tomorrow I may as well just go home because he lives in Monaco and he couldn't do anything and then there was crafty strategy from McLaren they went let's change on tyres on lap one and go the whole race but Verline did the same thing and he got stuck behind him which is probably why he had the frustration at the end of putting him sideways but yeah it was just a shame because he, he actually qualified ninth that was pretty impressive yeah. that could have been a good race yeah and he's good around the, this track. I mean you've got the feeling that he couldn't really be asked anyway totally but to not be asked to qualify ninth in a McLaren is yeah, pretty impressive true. but yeah it's just pointless and out qualified Van Dorn as well yeah exactly it's a shame I actually genuinely think it's a real shame that stupid penalty affects the driver that is ridiculous but you can't not give him the penalty but well the, his the, one hope of trying to get somewhere was when he pitted hoping to get by Verline but then Verline pitted exactly the same time yeah. and they had that ludicrous situation where Verline obviously had an unsafe release and got out in front of him and he got that five second penalty but I mean 
okay, he's got the penalty that can be applied in the next pit stop or at the end of the race, but he's still in front of him, and Button still can't get past him. Yeah. So it's kind of pointless. They should have made him do a start-stop or something. No, something's wrong there. And I don't know, but the penalties for these engine changes shouldn't... They shouldn't rest on the driver. It shouldn't be driver penalty. It should be you don't get points for the constructors, something. Okay, but yeah. we want to see a race. Yeah. We don't want to see some guy go to the back because he's had to change an engine. Because as a fan who tunes in on a Sunday, yeah. don't give a shit. All of which leads us to Terry Saunders with the standings. Okay, and in the lead of the Drivers' Championship is Forza Ferrari. Aren't Ferrari a great team? I love Ferrari with 129 points. In second place is... I'm not getting out of my chair. No! With 104 points. Third place, Russia was looking like a blip, wasn't it? <laughs> and in fourth place, look, this is my normal grumpiness. I'm actually grumpy today. Fifth, third is second loser. Sixth, this is fucking shit. Seventh, health and safety gone mad. Eighth, I did great. Hello? Ninth, pretty <laughs> sure I never even raced this weekend. Tenth, Monaco is hard. Eleventh, Star Wars. <laughs> Twelfth, me has no friends. Um, I've read that. I've got to be honest with you all. These standings are getting hard to write. There's just, I've run out of stuff. I've run out of stuff. In 13th, Kevin Harsnerson. <laughs> Doing well. That's just putting the name of the team into the guy's name. Brilliant. Nigel McLarensall. Um 14th, might retrain as an accountant. 15th, help. Help. <laughs> and the constructors. When we used to say we weren't in competition, we were lying. Second place, we generally don't know how we're doing so well. Third place, Adrian Newey is on hand preparing our tantrum. Fourth place, we didn't finish in the points and no one cares. Fifth, remember how nice our livery is? Hello? Sixth, focusing on 2019's car, that's Williams. Uh, seventh, channeling mid-2000 Williams, won't go any well. Eighth, happy with, I'm happy we're coming nowhere today, that's Renault. And ninth, still better than McLaren. It's true. Now it is time for the 2017 FF1S Grand Prix Fantasy League, powered by Grid Rival. Thanks very much, Chica. Yes, this is the 2017 FF1S Grand Prix Fantasy League, powered by Grid Rival, our fantasy league where you can make your predictions about what's going to happen in the races and win points and possibly prizes. Powered by Grid Rival. No prize. There are no prizes. No prizes. Or points. Uh, or points. Now, there are points, but no prizes. Okay. What do points mean? No prizes. Prizes. After round whatever this was, six? After round six. Six. Uh, we'll go through the top five of, of almost 300 people we've got in, entered now. Oh, that's good. That is impressive. In fifth place on... Oh, it's too many points. A lot of points. They've done well. Just Drive Racing. So that named after the terrible Sky Formula One song. Just Drive. I want to be the only one to take it through the night. Because I've got to say, the, the, the fetishization of the chain by Fleetwood Mac is pathetic no I hate that no song. it's brilliant hate it's a it. brilliant song you no. get out the hate podcast it. is you finished you just hate it because lots of people like it also true but Just Drive by Some Cunt <laughs> is an awful <laughs> awful song that is the worst song for any Take TV it to program the end no no live a thousand lives. whoever that is deserves <laughs> to be taken apart by wolves <laughs> Just <That's> a- Wolf <laughs> Toto Wolf. That'll be a special. Just Toto Wolf ripping <laughs> Toto and Tozy Wolf ripping him apart. Anyway, so that goes fifth, and yep. uh, in fourth place, Norfolk and Chance. Mm. Yep. yep, yeah, we've yep. been there before. 
in third place, according to the list I've got here, it's Platypup. Oh, well, I, think, I think that might be a typo. typo. I think it's Platypus, but I quite like Platypup. Platypup. It's like a bit of crossbreeding. <laughs> Who's the uh, driver who's called Plato? Jason Plato. Jason Plato. Jason Potato. Uh, second is Testing, Testing, one, two, three, And in first place, fucking running away with it with a good 300-point gap, is, uh, is Mercedes-Benz AMG, which I think we're now all pretty convinced is the actual yeah. Mercedes-Benz AMG and Total Wolves. But they're doing thing. so well. That implies they guessed that Ferrari were going to win this race, <gasps> which means... It was fixed just so that they could do well on 2017 FF1S Grand Prix Fantasy League powered by Grid Rival. Exactly. It's a conspiracy that we are happy to profit from. Yeah, <laughs> and in which Grid Rival are in no way <laughs> involved at all because they're a wonderful company who we all love. Unless they pay us more, then we will happily say they were involved in this. That's how <laughs> it Unless they don't want to be. But if they don't want to be, they can pay us even more. <laughs> uh, within the private FF1S duel, uh, which is sort of like you know the B leagues. I'll be honest, Terry. It doesn't appear to be going particularly well. Let's hey, I beg to differ. What okay. position am I in? Forty-four. What number is Lewis Hamilton? Forty-four. <gasps> Thank you. Okay. So I get the one bonus point. <laughs> Let's get Fonky is in third place among us. In second place, Chica doing pretty blooming well. Thanks, mate. Uh, Less surprise. Nice Haas on three thousand and sixty-four points in nineteenth overall. Nineteenth in the whole league. Yeah. But bringing up the front, oh, careful, uh, is my team, Tinder Racing, in 15th overall uh, on 3,098 points. So, so you're not that far to... ahead of me. No, I'm not. So... In fact, of all of us, I mean, we all did pretty well this round, although actually Terry did the best. I did the best uh, in this round, still but you're still in 44th. Um, I climbed 25 places I in the league. I think we're doing pretty well. It's not too late to challenge us. No. As is my understanding. I haven't actually checked on this in the last couple of rounds, but I'm pretty confident Absolutely. that because of clever algorithms and maths, if you join now, it doesn't matter that you've missed the first six rounds, it'll sort of round it out. You will ultimately be placed at 44th. <laughs> <laughs> and get the extra bonus point that Terry wanted. Yes. You can join the 2017 FF1S Grand Prix Fantasy League, powered by Grid Rival, by going to the little link that's through our website, Terry. FF1S.com forward slash powered hyphen by hyphen grid rival. <laughs> what hyphen you've hyphen done hyphen it hyphen property question mark. Can't do a question mark in a URL, Phil. Hyphen you can't hyphen do a hyphen question mark in a hyphen URL hyphen Phil with two L's. Phil with two L's, otherwise it won't work. I am 99% certain that you are not going to program that into the website to actually work. No, but I if anyone fancies will. trying it, send us a photo of you typing it in. So that's it. Uh, Mercedes-Benz is still winning. And now it is Terry Saunders with the State of F1. Let's face it, it's about time we all probably admitted it, Monaco is shit. Yes, it's glamorous. Yes, swanky deals are done. But you can have glamour without a race and do the deals in a strip bar like any other self-respecting businessman. <laughs> this weekend, there were two races. In Monaco, nothing happened until Button tried to do a challenge from record breakers on Verline. <laughs> How far can you push someone onto two wheels? Here's Chris Agabusi. And then there was the Indy 500, where arguably too much happens all the time, apart from when it doesn't. But, they say, Monte Carlo is the jewel in the crown of F1. And like a jewel, it looks pretty, costs a lot, and is mostly associated by fat, balding men. Hi, <laughs> Prince Rainier. And basically does nothing of any use. It's the total failure of this year's F1 redesign, where the tyres are fat, the cars are wider and harder to drive, and yet no one binned it into the barriers. 
Monaco, as I call it from now on, or Monaco if you're Sterling Moss, only works if it rains or there's a series of drivers connecting with the Armco. What kind of damning indictment is it that in Formula One, both Stroll and Palmer managed to complete the race without once <laughs> losing a wheel? It's pathetic. What's worse is it's one of the races that, air quotes, non-fans watch because it's so famous, close air quotes. So every year, we'll have some people thinking, I'll give this Formula One thing a go, only to watch an hour and a half of tedium. But don't worry, I have a solution. Oh, thank God. Two words. Mario... Can't. <laughs> if we can't get rid of Monaco because of its significance, then we have to make it more exciting. Let's have the barriers gently sweeping in and out of the track. <laughs> Remove that pesky wall next to the harbour, and if you fall in, there's a special bonus level underwater where you can win stars. I mean, I'm not really advocating giant missiles to race around the track, but if we've got DRS and Formula E's fan boost already, then let's go the whole hog and have a special weapon button that drivers can press to cause the other car to slow down. Sponsored by Honda. Or reverse steering or anything fun. This isn't for every race because most of the other races are quite good. But if Monaco looks dull, bring out Mario. This is brilliant. That's ingenious. Brilliant. That's I did right think it. you were going to say Mario Andretti, but you went a different direction. No, Mario <laughs> the uh, plumber. I'm yeah. fully behind this. Great. Call Max Mosley. He's uh, tied up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it from us. It is goodbye to Phil Tromans. Goodbye we have not had time to talk about, and we should talk about it in the next episode if we can all read it, is the results of the uh, big global fan survey. Oh, yes, uh, which has totally come out, yes. uh, which I've sort of skim read, but it's quite long. We need to go into it. Basically, we talked about it a couple of episodes ago. There was a big survey of something like a quarter of a million F1 fans. Yeah, and we all and filled it in, didn't we? We did all fill it in, and now they've announced the results of what people want to see. So we'll go through that, and we'll talk about it in the next episode. So we'll come back to it. And it is goodbye to Terry Saunders. We have no time to talk about the competition that's still running. Oh. That oh, If yes. you want to drink beer at the British Grand Prix... Well, Don't this no. competition. No, not at want, the British Grand Prix. If you want to come to a pub in London, <laughs> yeah, very different. Sit with me and Phil. Like, we'll we'll both sit kind of quite awkwardly close. No, it'd be like different tables. Sandwiching different you. tables. Different tables. Yeah, we'll be in different tables. We'll say hello to you. But basically, you need to write a hundred word story about why you think you should be at the, the pub with us and send it to wrong at ff1s.com or go to the website ff1s.com/story. You can fill in the form there. I've done a form. Have you done a form? I know. Oh, you really want somebody to come to the pub with us? You should check the website, don't you? That's a lot of hard work I do. But yeah, do that. We've had some comments already. We've had some stories. We've had some entries. And some of them have been great. A few of them, pretty poor grammar. But otherwise, good. Enter now. Thank you. Bye. We'll be back in two weeks' time to discuss the Canadian Grand Prix. But in the meantime, you can check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash for F1's sake, where you can see Terry driving his car. And you Not f- my car, Phil's car. Phil's- Not even my car, it's a virtual manor. <laughs> no, no, I did drive your car. Wait, what? When, after, when you two were distracted, I went oh, God. drove your car. <laughs> it's. Uh, I've got to go. It's kind of parked near a tree. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can also follow us on Twitter at For F1's Sake. Also, this podcast is fueled entirely by beer. And without beer, there's no podcast and we need money to buy beer. So if you like this podcast, you can send us beer money. That's fine. But you can also buy some awesome FF1S merch and then we can buy beer. Terry, where can people get such great stuff? FF1S.com forward slash shop, shop, shop. One oh in shop. Two piece. One piece, sorry. <laughs> Thanks for listening. See you in a fortnight. I've been Chica Ayers. Goodbye. Goodbye.
By the way, I have submitted an official story to the Williams competition that we are plagiarising. And that competition is how you should write 100 words for why you should be able to sleep in the British Grand Prix garage with Williams and with Felipe Massa or something. So here's my 100-word story that I have actually entered. So bear in mind, if I do win this, you'll just be drinking with Phil on the British Grand Prix because I will be at the British Grand Prix. Winner. Sleeping with Felipe Massa. Definitely. (laughs) Terry couldn't sleep. Yes, he was tired. It had been a long day meeting the F1 people. Well, Felipe Massa. But now that he was wrapped in his Williams-branded sleeping bag amongst the cars in Parc Ferme, the last mechanic had just left a tenth of a second before the curfew began and had offered him a suck of his thermos. But Terry refused and waited for the coast to be clear. He turned on his torch. This is what he was really here for, to see if the rumours were true. He was here to find Stroll's gold. (laughs) (laughs) The end. (laughs) Sports Social Podcast Network.